It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The curse of Bristol continues. After last week's washout at the county ground between Pakistan and Sri Lanka, the Sri Lankans are on the receiving end of another match abandoned without a ball being bowled, this time having to split the points of Bangladesh. It's been a frustrating couple of days for all concerned, the World Cup stalling just as it was gathering pace. The good news though, the weather forecast is looking a little bit better tomorrow for a tantalising match between Australia and Pakistan at Taunton, which could have serious implications for semi-final qualification, of course. Welcome to the Wisden Cricket Daily Podcast, in partnership with Travel Bag, creating holidays packed full of memories since 1979. I'm your host, Joe Harmon. Frustrated, but by no means defeated, sitting beside me here at the Oval is Phil Walker, Wisden Cricket Monthly's magazine editor, who, like myself, has been furiously getting the latest magazine to print while keeping one eye on the weather. Welcome, Phil. I hope this weather is not, not getting you down, I hope. Hiya. What was that? Frustrated, yet undefeated? Not, not defeated. Not yeah. undefeated. <laughs> Frustrated yet not not defeated. I think that's a decent epitaph for me, full stop, actually. I think you can stick that on my gravestone, which which feels ever ever more likely with each passing day. Uh, It's been a a rather disappointing couple of days, isn't it? You're bang on. The tournament had really got itself going, uh, and then then the good old English weather did its business. Um, so, So two washouts for Bristol. Two you washouts had, you had a, five days for Bristol. Yeah, you had a stat for me here, Phil. Well, yeah, Dan Norcross did. The, the ineffable Dan Norcross. Match abandoned, he said, history has been made. Two total abandonments from 1975 to 2015. Now two in Bristol in five days. Oh, dear. Well, that is... I mean, I guess we're thankful for saying it's that's Bristol's World Cup over. Um, sorry, Bristol. Uh, lovely place. It is a lovely place, but it's not worked out on this occasion. The other one was Australia-Afghanistan, which wasn't mm. much of a game either. No, indeed. So anyway, the World Cup moves on. Uh, <laughs> we move on. Staggers on. Um, we're yeah. going to come to the big story of the day, uh, that Shikha Dewan's World Cup could potentially be over and what that might mean for India's hopes, as well as news of an injury in the Aussie camp as well. Mm. Um, but first, a quick word on, on today's washout. Uh, not... Great news for Bangladesh, you'd say, going in as slight favourites to this game? Well, 
un- unquestionably that. We spoke yesterday with Will McPherson and we said, you know, Bangladesh is still one of those four teams that we think are probably battling it out for that, that fourth spot. Um, yeah, Bangladesh obviously started the tournament really, really well, stalled second game against New Zealand, but could have even got over the line, although they would have been fortunate to have done so. But they've competed nicely, and having won that first game of the tournament, um, they would have thought, this is, a, this is a banker, this is a two-pointer, and then they would have maintained that position in the mix. So it's a bit of a blow for them. Conversely, you know, it's, it's a blow for their opponents as well. Um, you know, Bangladesh are you know, kind of a hot and cold kind of side, mm. you know. And so it would be frustrating for both camps. You saw you saw the same with the, the rain off the, uh, last week as well, you know, that both teams would have thought, well, you know, th- there was two points there for the taking. This is one of the things about this tournament, that everyone can beat everybody else. Um, and we've, we've seen that with the exception of Afghanistan and, in fairness, <laughs> South Africa. Uh, but yeah, you would say Bangladesh will be kicking themselves um, more more so tonight. And they've got West Indies and then Australia in their next two games. So you'd say, I mean, they absolutely have to win one of those, possibly both, to, to get through to the semi-finals, which really kind of puts pressure on them now. Yeah, but they are a dangerous team. I was watching the highlights this morning um, because we're lost in cricket. I was watching the highlights of that New Zealand game and they fell away with the bat in the last 10 to 15 overs mm, of that game. Yeah. But they But they... They mixed it pretty well for the first two-thirds of their innings. And Sumyar, who opened the bat- batting bat, it's stunningly for 25 in 20-odd balls before missing a straight one. Tamim played nicely as well before spooning one up in the air. And Shakib made runs, as he does seemingly all the time. So they're not a team that you can ever discount in a game, in a, in a, in a one-off game. You know, they're not going to win this tournament, uh, but they will, they will bother teams right up until the last, I think. Um, I think they have... They have enough going on in the batting side to to chase down a target. They don't have enough in the seam bowling side to bother the, you know, the, probably the last four of the yeah. of the tournament. But they can beat anybody on their day. And and Australia have shown that they are, you know, that they are seven or eight very good cricketers and three or four fill-ins, I think. And you know that could be a game that Bangladesh might even have their eye on. You never know. Uh, and before Bangladesh play, uh, Sri Lanka take on Australia here at the Oval on Saturday. Uh, mm. Sri Lanka have creeped up to four points with a win and, and two no results, which is perhaps four points more than people thought they might have got at the start of the tournament. Uh, Sri Lanka, Australia, do they have a chance? It's hard to see it. It is hard to see. You don't want to write off any side just like that, but it is hard to see see them turning that around. There's just so many so many obvious holes in Sri Lanka's lineup, not least in the batting against uh, a pretty fearsome opening partnership. Who are wanting to be. Set, setting matters straight after after the India game. Yeah, well, they've got a middle order engine room of Angelo Matthews and Casal Mendes, who I think have made two runs in four innings mm. between them. Uh, I certainly know that Matthews has made a, a double pair. I think Mendes made a naught and then a he two. He got a golden against Afghanistan. Right, in that yeah. case, so they've made two runs between them. They bat four and five in this team. Well, they're due. Uh, they're due runs. <laughs> yeah, that's what so, we're looking at it. Yeah, yeah, but but no, I I can't see them really really nicking much from that one. The game I cannot wait for, and I really really hope uh, that the rain stays away, is is the England West Indies game on Friday. I just think the forecast has, does look better for that. Yeah, I just think it has all the components. That one, I think both teams will fancy it. Both teams will go hard at each other. 
both teams will explore the middle of the pitch and both teams will take it on with the bat. And it could be a stunner. And the tournament needs that little jump start after a, after a soggy couple of days. Uh, no, we, we were never going to get through six weeks in England, uh, in, in Northern Europe. We were never going to get rid of, rid of six weeks without a few bouts of rain. Uh, and the way that it's going to play out, hopefully, is that this is our this is our dud few days, and then we can move on. And that's that's how the the weather tends to play out in England. And it's fortunate it wasn't the kind of Champions Trophy style um, abbreviated couple of weeks of action, because then that starts to the tournament can come become a bit of a farce at yeah. that stage, can't it? Any any talk about reserve days? Have you seen? Uh, Obviously, semi- they, they don't apply here. But semi-finals I- and final, but nothing, nothing else. And I, I, I guess, guess logistically, logistically, just- I think it's just too difficult with a game every single day. Yeah, um, how they'd be televised would be an issue as well. So I mean, that, yeah, that's 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 not happening this time round. It's just amazing how how extreme it can look. How, how a cricket ground can look marvellous and the bleakest place on earth mm. depending on what's happening well, the sun up, just briefly upstairs. came out of the oval and suddenly looks stunning uh, and now it's gone in again and looks rather <laughs> miserable again as i said at the top big news coming out today is that shikata one uh could potentially play no further part in the tournament so a bit of background to this if you're not aware he was hit on the left thumb by a pat cummins bouncer early in his innings on sunday Went on to score that brilliant 100, but a subsequent scan has reportedly revealed a fracture, which is expected to rule him out for three weeks. Now, if that timeline is correct, and I have to add that this is all just speculation at this stage, that would mean he wouldn't be available until India's final group game against Bangladesh, which gives India a bit of a headache here because he's so integral, his opening partnership with Rohit Sharma is so integral to what India do in 50-over cricket. But that's a long time to just have an injured bloke on the sidelines, reducing your options as, as a squad. How how do you let's assume let's assume that he is struggling? How how do you think India will play it? That is a very good question, actually. I hadn't I haven't been privy to this, as you might have mentioned at the top of the show. I've been trying to put a magazine to print. As in fairness of you, Joe, uh, if you can get a, a broad guarantee that he'll be fit for the last round of games, and bearing in mind that they've already gone two and zero. And they, you know, they can sleepwalk into the semi-finals. Uh, I would keep Dewan in my team. I would keep Dewan in my squad, uh, and I would take take the mild gamble, the the minor gamble of go of playing with fourteen for a couple of weeks. Uh, but only only they will know, and of course the doctors will know the extent of this fracture. You know, mm-hmm. and if it's a four to six weeker, or if the three weeks is a bit of press hype and a bit of PR, then you probably don't take that risk. Uh, but they will know, and if there is a chance that he plays the final three games of this tournament, or certainly potentially three games of the tournament, including the final, then you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to get rid of him when you when you're going to get there anyway. You you wouldn't, and particularly his record in England in global tournaments has been absolutely brilliant. Apart from the fact that you've got Rishabh Pant sitting there in India without much to do. Sure, and he's one of the most ferocious hitters of a cricket ball in the world. Would probably walk into any other side apart from possibly England, you'd say, in this tournament. Yeah, didn't he make the fifteen-man squad? It it must be tempting to get him involved, and you could potentially move Rahul up to open. Yeah, which... uh, bring in either Pant or Kartik into the middle order. Yeah, um, and they'll. I guess they'll be. That's what they'll be weighing up. Yeah, I suppose so. One thing that struck me from the Australia game is the the versatility in that top six that they have. You know, Pandya went in four, but it could have been Rahul or it could have been Dhoni or it could have been Jadav even, you know, who who, who scores very quickly as well. Um, Yeah, look, 
it, it, Pant is such a stunning cricketer, and would it be him for sure? Or is that what Not they're saying? Because sure. I mean, also they're awash with batting options. Yeah, Prithvi Shaw as well, Indeed, who's yeah. an unbelievable talent. Uh, Pants, Pants, the one who was most unlucky to miss out on the sure. Pant squad, and, and there was and an outcry. There was national outcry. Yeah. It's also, I mean, Rahul going up to open. I don't think there's any issue with that. He's, a, he's an absolute class player, but and he's done it in 20 over cricket. Yeah, I don't have any issue with that. But he, I like him at number four. I think he 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 suits that role quite well, even though it's not his kind of preferred role that he's he's grown up playing. Yeah, um, he's flexible enough to, as you say, drop down the order if they get off to a really good start, but also effectively be a kind of auxiliary opener if they do happen to lose a couple of early wickets, which, to be fair, doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Um. So that again, that that number four thing has been a real headache for them so to have this come along and potentially undo some of the good work um isn't is, an, is a, another headache for india to have to deal with yeah bless them hey i don't know how they cope <laughs> they'll be all right <laughs> karting's an interesting pick really obviously he's had a he's had a brilliant year or so uh a resurgence in that india side having having drifted away for a number of years i mean we're sitting here at the oval he played the test match here 12 years ago or 11 years ago and it was 12 years ago 2007 um uh, drifted away but now he's back and he played that stunning T20 innings when he won it didn't he for India 30 yeah, odd in about 10 balls yeah yeah he had six to finish it and so on uh and they like him because he's he's been around the traps a lot uh, and he's a versatile player but suddenly you're looking at this situation he doesn't quite fit as an auxiliary opener and he doesn't quite convince as a kind of all-round number four either mm. whereas Pant would fill either of those roles. Which is why feel. I think people are a bit surprised that Kartik got, got the call in the first yeah. place. But I think Kartik, it's fair to say, has a much uh, bigger reputation in India. We probably haven't seen the best of him in England. He didn't have a very good test series here last summer as yeah, well. True. Um, so perhaps we have got a kind of distorted view of him because they do think they hold him in very high regard as a, as a finisher. Can I just ask you, you picked England at the start of the tournament. Where do you stand now having seen, seen India play a couple of times? <laughs> um... They do look good, don't they, India? But then the thing <laughs> is that, but that's no surprise. I mean, I knew, but it was pretty obvious to me and almost anyone who, who follows a lot of cricket that England and India are the best two sides in this tournament. That's right. not to say they'll be the finalists. Yeah, sure. Anything can happen, but I think that's that's pretty solid. Um, and I think that's been shown to be the case in the first week or so. Mm-hmm. Um, who's played better? I mean, obviously, India haven't lost yet. But then who's to say India wouldn't have lost against Pakistan playing like that Yeah, in, in that match? So... I think it's still pretty much dead evens, but I just edge towards England in a sort of... Um, what they don't need is Joss Butler to, to be out for any length of time. No, and this continues our injury corner. Yeah. Joss <laughs> <laughs> uh, Butler, who, yeah, as you'll probably remember, suffered a hip injury, smacking the ball for six. Out of the ground. Uh, out of the ground. Into the River yeah, Taff. Into the River Taff. Um, and kind of hobbled his way through that innings whilst also obviously creaming more sixes as, as he went. Yeah. Um, England camp aren't too worried. The report seems to suggest that he probably will play against West Indies. Oh, okay. But if there's any doubt at all about future concerns, he should just sit that one out, shouldn't he? Yeah. So there's nothing more serious than that. Okay. Yeah. England, again, have a number of options, of course. You know, they have James Vince sitting there who could who could bat in the middle order or up top. Uh, they have Moeen, who, who sat out the last game, which it would be interesting to see how England roll on through this tournament with regards to Moeen and Adil Rashid. Morgan said at the start of the tournament, I want two spinners in my team. In brackets, incidentally, of course, they've got Liam Dawson as well on the sidelines. Mm. But Moeen didn't play at Cardiff. Maybe 
he didn't play because the short straight boundaries was a factor. Yeah, I think that was quite key. Okay, is that did they publicise that? Yeah, I th- well, I mean that was certainly the, the view. Yeah. Okay, so you're expecting that they go back to those two as a. As I'd, your I'd be standard. surprised given how solid they've been and what to those two it doesn't really matter what the pitch is doing it doesn't really matter if the pitch is spinning it's the kind of the role they play in um, balancing that attack I think the short boundaries that Cardiff played quite a significant role in okay. not to. I, I think that'll be a one-off but then that does create a Liam Plunkett was brilliant absolutely brilliant I thought with the bat very good with the ball mm. Mark Wood also bowled very well against Pakistan mm. not quite so well against Bangladesh but not not poorly that's a real dilemma they've they've got if Butler wasn't to play I'd just slot Moen straight back into that into that side despite the fact that he's going through one of his comedy not being able to hold a bat well that's exactly phases. why I'd pick him to try and get him out of this okay. this, this yeah, phase nice. obviously nice. it'd be a wash with bowling options that you don't actually need mm-hmm. um, but Bam Besto can keep wicket obviously that, that goes mm-hmm. without saying um, so yeah all right, who else is injured, Joe? <laughs> we have got a third, actually. Um, and this is Marcus Stoinis, Australian all-rounder, right. um, who suffered a side strain in the defeat to India. Um, it's not He hasn't pulled up any trees in the World Cup so far, but he does play quite a, a crucial role for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bowling at a death, um, that kind of hard-hitting middle-order player. Um, they've flown out Mitchell Marsh's cover, but of course Mitchell Marsh can't actually play until they withdraw Stoinis from the squad if they do decide to do that. If it's a side strain, he's done. You'd think that. Yeah. But then it's surprising they haven't already ruled him out if they've if that's the diagnosis. But Okay. So Mitchell Marsh, yeah, who's an in and out cricketer at, at, at one day. It's hard to level. know, isn't it? Mm. It's hard to know because it, I mean I've he's bowled very well in ODI cricket previously. Uh, bowled very well against England in the past. Um, can obviously hit it, hit it just as far as Stoinis. Uh, okay, that'd well, be I interesting would... development then if Stoinis is out because he's a, he's a big man for them. He, he is. I mean, overall, you don't feel like Stoinis and Marsh are missing out on a huge amount apart from that. Stoinis has been bowling those death overs, and I'm not sure Mitchell Marsh uh, is capable of doing no, that in quite not, in, not in quite the same way. So that causes not so much the personnel, but it causes a kind of change of tactic which Australia could have could have done without really yeah and um, when their their bowling was already struggling against india quite quite badly mm-hmm. um so there you go three right. injuries three injuries and a whole lot and of rain out yeah <laughs> and that was day 13 of the cricket world cup is it day 13 uh it might be 13 or 14 i'm losing count already okay. I th- the last two are barely counted so yeah and and tomorrow what's the weather forecast talking like looking it's like? looking not fabulous but not terrible this certainly a, a lot better than the last couple of days yeah i mean australia pakistan at taunton that's a, just a brilliant brilliant game isn't it that should be a fantastic game so oh, hopefully could be a 20 over thrash couldn't it whatever game you get it should be uh really entertaining so hopefully we get enough to get get a result as i say the forecast suggests that we'll get we'll get something um i think if they play if they play a, enough of a game tomorrow i think pakistan might do them that's that's my okay. inkling yeah we heard it here first um, and that's probably not. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> uh, and that's. I think that's the wrap for today. Um, hopefully, we'll have some cricket to talk about tomorrow. Um, definitely. Thank God, definitely. please. Uh, this has been the Wisden Cricket Daily Podcast in partnership with Travel Bag, creating holidays packed full of memories since 1979. Thanks for listening, and if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe on the podcast app or Spotify.
Social Podcast Network.